Drop the subject. All right. I just smacked my self in the face with my headphones, so we're off to a great start. I didn't think you were going to mention that, ah. but nice work. Oh, my God. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm an accident-prone person. Yesterday, I actually jammed my knee into this bar that's right underneath the uh, the table, so I have a bruise there, and now I'm going to have a fresh one on my cheek. You so. are just cruising for workman's yeah. comp- compensation Bat- <laughs> Batting a thousand. That's a sports reference, sure. everyone. This is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill, and we have another experience. Exciting show planned for you. We have the Gay MA to get to, and we will be including our straight producer, Ginger Justin. He will be able to get in on the mix, and we will be able to have straight producer. (laughs) Our very straight producer. Not a gay bone in your body, Justin? Not one? I don't even know how to touch that. There's a lot of. I'm not even touching that. I think that. uh, I think that working at. Channel Q has actually made Ginger Justin slightly gayer. He did give you he gave you an okay oh. yesterday. Do you oh, remember that? Oh, that's right. That's right. Where you were like, "Will you will you do this or that or whatever it was?" And he was like, "Okay." Okay. He, he gave like a little like attitude. I mean, he didn't give me a snap, so <laughs> no. he didn't go, "Okay." <laughs> But you are wearing quite a festive t-shirt today. It has a lot of colors it's on it. It's a button-down shirt, actually. It is a button-down. With down. a collar and everything. All right, Ginge. Uh, you, and then uh, we have a lot of other stuff, too. Workplace ghosting, we have to get to that. Uh, and we, of course, have, of course, news it or lose it to get to. And then you were mentioning to me, I wanted to talk about this, where you said that you were getting all kinds of unread emails or well, something? No. Or so what? I have a pet peeve about this and I a friend of mine uh, he posted on Instagram in his Insta story what his his email uh, unread badge looks like and it was over a hundred thousand unread emails. A hundred thousand? I didn't even know that the badge could like show that many numbers. I was so taken aback and I was like I don't like my inbox to have more than 10 unread emails. That gives me just like the slightest bit of anxiety where I'm like, I need to just like clear this out. So, yeah. So I'm one of those people who I can't have. I'm I'm the same as you. I can't have more than 10, but I'm not a deleter. I don't like once I read them, I don't delete them really. I, I rarely delete emails, yeah. And then I eventually get the hey, it's Gmail. By the way, you have to delete some emails because you're running out of space. And I'm like, you're the internet. How can you possibly run out oh, of space? I haven't had that happen. Oh, really? Yeah, no. I've had to do that many times because it, it will say if you don't delete some emails, you're going to stop receiving emails. Yeah, actually, and, I have had that happen. Then I had to go through and like because there are some things I get daily, so I will just like type that in and go and delete all of you know the daily email from right. Such and okay, such. yeah. So it's yeah. like. Like Eventbrite or whatever, right, and then right. you can click all of those and delete. Well, them. I get like I get daily news emails, so like it's really helpful for like for doing this show. Like mm-hmm. I'll go through those emails. It's like probably three or four of them, and kind of like look at the big stories of the day or whatever. And so like I get those every day, and I've been getting one of them. I've been getting every day for like seven years. So yeah. like I can imagine there's a lot of those in there. And for um, me, all I have to do is type in LinkedIn and then delete all of those, and oh my, my inbox will be free, 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 free. Jesus. Yeah, no. I so so the person had posted this this image of their badge and it said over 100,000 I was like first of all why does the badge have enough digit space for six <laughs> digits like that's ridiculous but then like I posted it and I was like this would give me crazy anxiety and another friend of mine sent me like his and it was like 40,000 and I was like okay when you have that many unread emails why even have the badge on where you can see the number right well like it clearly doesn't mean anything to because you because that same person doesn't have the they don't want to take the time to change the settings so that they don't get the badge. I just, I feel like seeing that number grow every day would, it just, I mean, like I said, when I see last week, my emails got up to like 45 unread emails and I was like, I have to stop what I'm doing. Yeah. Like I have to, to actually go through these. Yeah. Because even if you them. have a to-do list, you, as soon as the first thing you do is you go on your computer, you check your email yeah. and then you're like, okay, I cannot possibly focus on this to-do list until I get through all these emails. And then you run out of time and you haven't done anything on your to-do list. I, but yes. What you, what, how you organize your email and your desktop actually says a lot about you. And I've looked into this. The people that don't, that don't delete or read their emails and they leave a lot of them unread are actually, uh, uh, I think psychologists have said that they are very intelligent and mm. actually are organized, but they just don't engage in that task of organizing their email. So I want to be, also be clear. I'm not saying I read all of my emails. 
I will go through every day, like, because I have two inboxes. So I have one that comes from my my website, and one is like my old email that I. If you send me something to that inbox, you obviously don't want me to see it. Um, so I will I will go through that one inbox, and like I will select all, and I'll just like skim through and click on anything that I need to read, and like and let that stay unread. Right. And like, but I will go through you know tons of them, and then in my like my real inbox, I will generally like click 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 click. There's some things I'm like I need to just unsubscribe. Because this comes all the time, but like, I, I there's no way I could read all the emails. That there's come a in. Cu- there's a couple old email old email addresses is inter- interesting to me because I have an old email address for when I decided years ago that I was going to start my own dog walking company with my wife. She was not going to do anything as part of the company. I was but say, I could see how that would go. It was it would just be her sitting at people's houses and then me taking care of their dogs. <laughs> you know, it would be like dog walking and house sitting with me doing the brunt right. of everything. But it was called Kate Nally Pet Care. So I have a Kate Nally pet care email address and the only things that I get in that address are spam or like one random person around Christmas who's like (laughs) I found you on Yelp are you still open like they're they're desperate to find some kind of a house sitter or a dog walker around the holidays because everyone freaks out around that but I don't why around the holidays Oh, because everyone goes out of town. Oh, so okay. you want like your, sense. yeah, you need coverage or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. always very busy during the holidays and I still am sometimes. There's a couple of old clients that I have that'll be like, hey, for old time's sake, you want to watch, you know, Dolly Cash and Elvis during the holiday season? And no. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you do. Sometimes I do. Yeah, because they pay really well. Oh, okay. And I'm like, if they have a really nice house, especially in the Bay Area oh, and I'm yeah. up there for the holidays anyway, I'm like, yeah, I'll stay in your really nice house with your heated bathroom tiles and let you pay me for it and let you pay me to walk your your mutts that sounds great okay I can um, see that. but katie and i actually get into arguments all the time about inboxes and and desktop organization because she's a person who will read the email classify it properly and then delete it if she no longer needs it but then i look in her inbox there's literally like seven or eight emails in the that, whole inbox? Yes. She will not... I mean, the, her work email is different, but her personal email, she doesn't really ever use for work at all. So any any of it is just personal stuff. So once she doesn't need it anymore, she deletes it. So it's literally not even a page long. Oh my God. Right. Is it's So she's obsessive about it. And then if I actually need something, I'm like, what about those tickets to that thing we had? And she's like, oh no, I deleted it. I'm like, why? 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 That My Gmail is basically a Google search engine for my life. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. Like, I I always joke with people, I am literally famous for calling receipts on bitches. Like, literally, that's what I'm famous for, right? For calling what? For pulling receipts on a bitch. Oh, okay. On Melania Trump, that whole thing was all about receipts. Like, this is plagiarized. But, like, I can pull receipts on basically anything in my life because, right. like, I don't have my texts delete after 30 days. I don't have my emails delete. Like, I have everything. It's basically, yeah, like recording your entire life. If Congress life. needed to call me in to testify, I'd be like, I actually do have that 2011 email where he said, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. It's in my inbox somewhere. Yeah, and you need that stuff. Yeah. So we are borderline hoarders, but we're organized hoarders. Well, like, the funny thing is, like, in my house, though, after a certain time, I'm like, I got to get rid of this crap. I'm a perfect balance of my mind mom and my dad my mom is like a pack rat she'll hold on to everything whereas my dad is like get this crap out of here so like i will hold on to stuff for a little while and then i'll just get rid of everything yeah you do a purge I you do, do a, purge, a marie condoing yeah. it eventually of your inbox well this was a great way for us to get into learning a little bit more about each other coming up next we're going to get into our gay ma our version of ask me anything it's just a little bit gay so we're going to add <laughs> in uh, producer ginger justin who's going to participate we're going to ask him gingy questions he can ask us gay or lesbian <laughs> questions uh i just love the word ging um and and, you know, there's a producer named Gingy Cohen, and I just want to call everybody Gingy. So uh, that's coming up next. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared Nally on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. <laughs> Drop the Subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, and our good friend Ginger Justin, who keeps this show on the road. Who wants to make sure that this world has more of the straight white man perspective, because it's really lacking. You know, I I was always unsure if someone could really uh, make an eye roll come across on the radio, but you did it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> From you. the straight white perspective. From the straight great. white perspective. We need to rebuild the patriarchy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am excited for the Gay AMA this week because we are adding Ginger Justin into the mix. It's the regularly scheduled Gay AMA sprinkled with a little fresh ginger. Yeah. 
And uh, fresh grated ginger. Does fresh grated right ginger. Top. You know, ginger Threaded is all punch. the rage. But a lot of people want ginger in everything. They think it's a big health craze now. Are you jealous, Justin, that everyone's obsessed with ginger, but not necessarily ginger people? I think it's par for the course. Got it. I don't know what that meant, but sure. Okay. Like, business oh, as usual. Nobody wants I don't want to feel like a stupid woman when a straight man is talking to me, so I'm not going to ask. <laughs> Could you speak slower, please, so the lady can understand? I'm going to answer with a mask. That was my bad for doing a sports reference. <laughs> for the little lady? Par for the course. Okay. Uh, the gay MA, here we go. Justin, why don't you start as a straight white ginger? I always feel like this is an episode of Glee when we start this yeah. music. I'm always like, oh, we're doing this. Okay. I forget. I <laughs> always forget like, Remember music. that show? Yes. <laughs> uh, so you can start by asking either Jared, a gay man, or me, a gay lady, any question you like. Ladies first, so I'll go with Jared. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, I almost had a word I couldn't say on the radio. <laughs> Thank you for holding back. Okay. So my question is, uh, so they say everyone's a little bit gay. Mm -hmm. Does that mean everyone's a little bit straight? And if so, what percent straight would you say you are? (gasps) Great question. Well, if I answer no to the first question, the second question is then negated, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say the idea that we're all a little bit straight is probably rooted more in like kind of a heteronormative thing. Like we all kind of like subscribe to like straight ideas because we've been raised in such a heteronormative world. Um, Like I would probably still like default to calling twin sinks, you know, his and her sinks and things like that. Um, Hmm. Maybe I'm. But does that make you a little more straight or does that just make you conditioned by the society right um probably yes to both (laughs) um i think the parts of me that are a little bit straight how would i even define that um i i mean i don't i don't know i don't know how to answer that i guess i guess i feel a little bit straight like when i'm doing things that we always kind of see as like normative things for guys when i'm like building a dresser or like (laughs) do you build dressers yeah i mean like I'm, i'm the furniture person like I love to, but I, but then like I, I counter that with the gayness because I'm doing it because I'm an interior designer. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So You're like, like I can't wait to build this stupid dresser so I can paint it. Exactly <laughs> right. So for my client, you know, so it's like I, you know those kind, those are the moments when I feel very like butch boy. Yeah, when you're um, doing construction type but like, things. But We're like really heteroing it up right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that broy <laughs> voice was. Um, but like, but then I feel super gay when I'm like, Ugh, I hate taking out the garbage. Like, <laughs> I taking out the garbage. I remember telling a guy, I was like, if you would be happy taking out the garbage for the rest of your life, you might be the one. Yeah, I'm definitely the garbage like, taker. The outer. bar was really low that day. <laughs> <laughs> but then you feel a little gayer when you're deciding what uh, tapas to serve for your dinner party. Mm, tapas. Tapas. Is yeah. that and, a good uh, idea? Yeah. Uh, quick follow-up question. What's the straightest thing about you? The straightest thing about me? I don't know how to answer that. Um, the straightest thing about me... Well, I mean, other than building a dresser. Well, right. When you um, do construction type things. I think probably that. Like, I have a, a legit tool setup. Like, I have, like, a lot of tools. Pow- I love power tools. Okay, so you like getting power tools as a gift. Oh, my God. Like, I remember having... I uh, I, I went and got, like, a power sander and a saw and, like, all those just That kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah. I don't really have a tool set necessarily, but I, I would be okay with getting some good tools. I rented a circular saw from, from Home Depot because oh, I was it. like I was I was refinishing a, a, a wood pallet to make it into a headboard and I had to cut off part of it and all this and I was like, Oh, I feel like a man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that really Now I works. feel a little bit straight towards you, Jerry. Well, but you're a big Les, so like Les you know, you guys being at Home Depot is, is on brand. Yeah, no, no, it is. Yeah, I yeah. actually have the best at home okay Justin that's some nice role play it is the idea of you in like a Home Depot vest and yeah. Katie's like oh can you help me in aisle three and like, I'm like no I work for Home Depot so I just walk away and I right. don't help anybody you're, like, you're gonna have to find me first yeah. it's like a uh, little hide and go seat Louise okay I'm in the parking lot bringing carts back uh-huh. I'm, I'm a pre- convicted felon yeah I'm pretending to have to be doing something in the back but I'm never coming back like, I'm gonna send you to the gardening department where there's no one. <laughs> I'm going to call someone over the speaker and no one's going to come back. I love the role play of Home Depot just being about frustration exactly. and nobody ever hooks up. Okay. We're out of the product you're looking for. You want to punish me? <laughs> you want to punish me? I'm gone. 
Okay. <laughs> the self-checkout's a nightmare because they just changed the system. Yeah. Do you want to scan this giant two-by-four? <laughs> this is really going off the rails. Okay, so sorry, Justin, Justin. <laughs> what is your question for me? I'm sorry. I just want to let you guys know, at any given moment, there might be more Home Depot coming out of it. Just want to let you know. <laughs> We're gonna, this role play yeah. now is all scripted out. Oh, man. So they say that uh, turning straight guys is a thing, like in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the same for women, and is it less exciting because women are usually more experimental by nature? Isn't okay, it more lesbian than it is gay. I, I kind of. I mean, I don't know if t- is turning a straight guy more exciting because I, turning a straight woman is the ultimate. I was gonna I mean, say I know is, lesbians love. That. Oh yeah, we love it. Yeah, especially you know what? What's the opposite of that though? What really sucks is when they go back to guys afterwards oh. and then you're like yeah I turned you and they're like no I actually want to be with the, all these guys because yeah. I, you made me realize that I still love the D and you're like damn it I, uh, so that part kind of is not fun but when you are even if you just get like yes because women are more experimental you could argue that it's not as exciting but I think the opposite I think it's more exciting because you could possibly be the experiment <laughs> You know, like I might be the one hot tub experience that that girl has, and I am forever ingrained in her memory. I am forever her one lesbian story. So I, it's interesting because I, I, I don't want to like feed into stereotypes here, but I think that Please women, do. right? I don't exactly. Mind. As we go back into Home Depot stereotypes, <laughs> um, I, I'm always fascinated when women like have their first girl female relationship um, because like that often happens more with women like later in life, like 30s, 40s. 50s even uh, after usually after like a really bad relationship with a guy Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like with men when it happens you kind of I always kind of think like this was probably always there a little bit for this guy but I sometimes think like it is a new thing for the woman well I wonder if gay if guys when they dip into the gay pool if they just jump in and then women kind of test out the waters first yeah but I think that might be a difference between men's brains and women's brains because women uh, often weigh the pros and cons of decisions and take a little longer to make decisions than yeah. men do so what, maybe that's a part of it one of the exes I told you guys about yesterday when we got way too into into my personal life uh, <laughs> when we dated he had never he had never been in a relationship with a guy before and he was like around 30 and he had said like he'd so wasn't Never, that exciting? It was. Well, I I also kind of knew I was like, ah, this is going to be your starter relationship, and I don't really want to be your starter boyfriend. But when I when we talked about how long this had been for him, he said like he had never really even felt anything until like after college, and I was like, that's so interesting because I knew when I I remember liking a boy when I was yeah, six. So that dragon was laying dormant that whole time. Yeah, exactly. So like the, <laughs> the idea of like converting at, at some point, like it's just different for everyone. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't poo poo the being the starter relationship though because I technically am Katie's starter relationship oh well and if I had walked away and been like no 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 I'm not going to be the one that you experiment with and then break her heart I actually stayed I stayed involved and look at me now oh well, I've got no. a ring on my finger well if you remember yesterday uh, he found someone else and started dating them the next day so oh yeah okay. thanks, Ka- thanks well, for that Katie well, it, sometimes it backfires yeah exactly um, well and he also came out the day after we broke up so I was his starter boyfriend <laughs> Like I said, wow! So really, then you didn't in, even have a choice. I was gonna say, really getting into the good stuff uh, here. When we come back, we're gonna f- continue with GMA, but we're gonna ask gingy questions of the ginge in the room. <laughs> Trying to figure out how many times I can say ginge before we go to break. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jarrett and Allie and a ginge on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. At Home Depot. <laughs> Cause I'm lost. I'm lost. Exactly. Uh-huh, this is on the toilet. Uh. <laughs> You're a good little singer there. Thank you. Uh, this is Drop the Subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, and uh, Ginger Justin, our straight producer. And uh, you are listening either on your radio or on radio.com. Or hey, if you didn't realize, you can also listen to us on your home speaker, on your smart speaker. On your smart speaker. I'm gonna guess she's probably a lady. Her name is maybe Alexa. 
Or maybe her name is Google Home. Mm-hmm. Or that Apple one, Apple Home. Or Apple something, Which yeah. no one's apparently buying. No, but uh. my mom has continuously tried to get me on that train because she used to work for Apple. Oh, yeah. She's tried to sell me on the Apple Home thing yeah. and on uh, Apple Maps. And I'm like, Mom, you can't with Apple Maps. I'm you are the only one you. left. Apple Maps is trash. It's trash. They need Apple to get rid Home of it. Apple Home is trash. I'm a big Apple person. I have Apple TV. I have an iPad. I have a Mac. I have an iPhone. Yeah, but like, I'm not. I'm still, like, I'm the Apple one who Maps. will drink. I'm drinking the Apple Kool-Aid. Yeah. I'm drinking the apple juice, but still, I will not. I, w- I won't go so far as to use Apple Maps. Apple Maps is awful. It's, I mean, it's gotten it, better, but it's still pretty Oh, my bad. mom was trying to be like, they have a new 3D thing where they, they just redid all of it. I'm like, mom, stop like, That's it. That's a really not... great story, lady. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I know. I think that they need to cut their losses. Like when they did the Apple Pencil, that was a mistake. Like, cut your losses. Just yeah. get rid of the Apple Pencil. Uh, they got rid of iTunes finally, which was a great choice. Oh, so they, they need to get rid of Apple Maps and just kind of move on. Put, put your resources elsewhere. You're I, not good at certain things. My grandmother would say, give it up, turn it loose. Oh, yeah. That's also an invite yeah. song. Uh, we are in the middle of the gay MA. Ginger Justin asked us a couple of questions about uh, Jared as a gay man and me as a lesbian lady. And now we get to turn the tables on him and ask him a couple of questions about what it's like to be a straight white guy in this community. And the, and the difficult time for you guys right now. Um, are we going to call are we, are we going to call this Ginger May? <laughs> Ginger May, Ginger May. That sounds like, la la. sounds like a condition that requires like an ointment. <laughs> um, okay, so Ginger Justin, who do you want to ask your question first? Uh, let's go with uh, Allie. Okay. Here's my question for you, Ginger Justin. Since being employed at a gay radio station, has your fiance become more attracted to you? less attracted to you when people ask her about what her fiance does for a living does she it doesn't make her does she decide to say he works for a gay radio station is she saying that as like a bragging right like like yeah 14 questions my my guy (laughs) my guy's woke well thank you for assuming that she tells other people about me Uh, Yikes. No, she. That's going to come up in couples counseling. She gets very excited about some of the guests that come through here. Does she? Yeah, like the drag race people and things like that. I see. Okay. So, but I mean, you worked in this building before you got put on the gay radio station. Before they threw you over here. Right. So, I mean, has your sex life gotten better? Worse? Do you feel comfortable answering that question? Justin's like, she's listening right now, you weirdo. I don't really think there's much of a correlation. Okay, okay. Uh, do you feel any... What if you put on a Home Depot vest? <laughs> Vests are pretty gay. So. A Home Depot vest, though. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Allie. So she does get excited about the guests on the station. So she, do you think that she likes that you work for a gay radio station because it's something she can relate to a little more? I would say yes. Okay. And my last question before we move on to Jarrett's questions. Jesus, she's got a whole interview. Are you, as a, as a ginger, do you feel a little resentment towards the LGBTQ community because we get all the parades and we are 10% of the population, yet gingers are only 1% of the population and you don't get nearly as much recognition? No, I, I'm okay with you guys having the parades. Parades aren't really my thing, so even if there was a ginger pride parade, I probably wouldn't be there. Got it. Okay. You wouldn't show up to your own ginger parade. Yeah, and I don't expect anyone to show up to a ginger pride parade. <laughs> And you wouldn't be have any hard feelings about that. What is there to be that? proud about? Okay, How so, easily I sunburn? So when we were just uh, doing crosstalk with the with, with Michaela and Justin before we came on the air, uh, there's still a lot of Justins around here. So there was a guest co-host on the show named Justin. Martindale. Yep. Justin Martindale. There's Justin Bernal who produces the morning show and the, the two hours that were just on before us. And then we have our own Justin. We're like at Justin Max around here. Um, but we he should said, do a Justin game, eh? Apparently. Um, he was saying that there was there is a, a ginger... Day parade. It's called St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, but then also little people get swooped up into that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> my friend Brad Williams, he will not go out on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, we have to share it with little people. We have to share it with just Irish people who don't have red hair, who yeah. aren't gingers. It's true. Yeah, you have to share the day. It's not exclusively for gingers. Okay, so my gamma questions for you. Um, one, it's really just a lot of white people wearing green. Well, yeah, <laughs> and pinching And drinking JMO. Right. Okay, so my first question for you is, are you the ginger in your family, or is this like a, a oh. lot, are there a lot of gingers around i am the ginger really so your parents are not ginger no my grandmother was a ginger 
That's it. Okay. Why do we call redheads gingers? Because ginger is not red. Mm, that's another great question. Do you know the answer to that, Justin? Why are you called a ginger? I have no idea. I've never <laughs> cared to look it up. And only uh, that wasn't one of my prepared questions. It literally just came in the follow up. But yeah, I just I, I've never understood why we call you guys gingers. But you're not a ginger with a you're not a freckly ginger. Yes, you don't have any people freckles. Say there's like redheads and there's gingers, but a lot of times they all just get lumped into. Wait, so are gingers, gingers. more freckled than redhead? Because I, I mean, I'm pretty freckled. You are freckled. Yeah. But like more freckles. Like when I think of redheads, I think of somebody who has very like you have pale skin, but you're not like very, very, very pale skin to to the point where like if you walked outside, I'd be worried for you. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, Thank you, you also don't have like that fiery orange hair. It's like a muted ginger. Okay, I'm looking up. So the question here on Quora, I just Googled it. Um, what is the difference between a redhead and a gender? Ginger. I'm a gender. Um, okay, I'm going to read the answer to this and try and get the answer back for you. But before we run out of time, um, do you <clears throat> do you ever feel fetishized by people? Oh. Like as a black man, I I can tell when someone's like, oh, I'm really into black guys. And it's like, oh, my skin's crawling. Um, but like, do you, I know that people are like really into redheads and gingers. Like, have you ever been fetishized? And do you have an example? You got Mostly- 30 seconds. Mostly by old ladies. Really? Really? They go, oh, your hair is so beautiful. (laughs) People pay a lot of money to look like that, you know. What the Irma is that voice? (laughs) Who the hell pays a lot of money to look? Old old white lady. (laughs) I want to learn more about all the old ladies that hit on you because you're ginger. That's fascinating. Uh, And uh, my fiance just texted me. She said, yes, she tells people she thinks it's great that I'm so open. Oh, that's adorable. Sarah, you're adorable. I love you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to figure out why we call gingers gingers, why we call redheads gingers. <laughs> and if um, someone calls them a ginger and no one's around to hear it, are it really they really have, a ginger? Exactly. We're going to find out the answers to all of these <laughs> burning questions with an ointment uh, right after this quick break. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Uh-huh. Um, we're on the radio right now. We are. Um, Just sat back down. I've been doing some extensive research on what it is to be a ginger. I have also been doing extensive research on ginger fetishes. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently Anything to it's, do with Home Depot? Uh, it has everything and nothing to do with Home Depot at the same, same time. time. Okay. Did you know that they are called, it's called rutif, rutif, rut, wait, rutilufia? Rutilophilia. Rutilophilia. That is what it's called when you have a fetish of redheads. What is this word? Rutilophile. You are a rutilophile if you like to do the red stuff. <laughs> so technically, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if your fiance is considered a rutophilia, whatever it's called. Oh but yeah, is Sarah into redheads? Or, yeah. or was was that not a part of her appeal for you, Justin? Like, was she, like, really, like, oh, my God, I love ginger. It's about the man, not the ging. Yeah, exactly. What, what's the deal there, Justin? Oh, I was like, what? She happened? likes me in spite of my ginger. <laughs> okay, got it. In spite of my ginger. So okay. she tells people you work for a gay radio station, but she doesn't say that you're a ginger. Exactly. She's like, got she it. leaves out the ginger part. I see. She gets um, money from the government for dating me. <laughs> oh, right, right. You're, there's a government program. <clears throat> okay, okay, so according to the folks at Urban Dictionary, which I just want to say, like, not necessarily a reliable source. I would disagree because strongly. It's, because it's crowdsourced, um, kind of like Wikipedia. Um, it says, uh, a human characterized, a ginger is a human characterized by pale skin, freckles, and bright red hair. Quote, gingers are generally considered to be inferior to the, to their more melanin-rich brethren and thus deservingly discriminated against. <laughs> gingers are thought to have no souls, like from ancient <laughs> times or whatever. From ancient right. times. The condition, quote, gingivitis is is genetic and incurable. Ron Howard is a ginger. Carrot Top is a good example of why ginger should be discriminated against. Uh, this is taking a turn. I'm going to stop there. Well, that, that's a that's a lengthy explanation. I will actually... From Urban Dictionary, I, to I, be clear. I will agree that Carrot Top is not a good representation of the ginger community. I don't think that he should be their spokesperson. Carrot Top is one of the few people who got muscles and didn't get cuter. <laughs> 
Just he, like the look was just always the same. I didn't realize that he got muscly. I didn't realize you oh were God. following up with his. Uh, he's been like he a, got stacked. He, no, he's been like a gym bunny for like fifteen years. He's like stacked. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been like a muscle queen for well, not muscle queen, but like, no, he's been like a muscle guy for like a while. And I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah, and like he's been he's been like that for so a long he can time. hold more giant or props. Yeah, and so like, not an Instagram boyfriend of yours. Not one of my Instagram boyfriends. <laughs> First of all. How dare you? All right. Um, yes, but I guess it's time for us to move into uh, what we call around here, News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. <laughs> it's picture Carrot Top holding giant comically sized dumbbells I'm, I'm, and making I'm, puns about it. I'm pulling up photos for you right now because he's like he's been a body guy for a while now uh, but he's like pretty stacked. Alright let me see. Oh lord. Oh that's terrifying. Just, Don't show me this. No more attractive. I don't like, know what this video oh, is. Oh god no. That is that that is that made me so gay. But that I mean, made me so much at, gayer than I already at this, am. This face hair situation is crazy. He, uh, well, he, yeah. I mean, he's getting puffy. That's the thing that happens when older guys get buff is that yeah. they also get thicker. Like they're for some reason their bodies retain water and they just get like little balloon face. Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty muscly. Oh God, yeah. That doesn't look like it fits. Like it it looks like carrot top. Buff just looks like somebody photoshopped Carrot Talk's face over somebody else. I just want him to cut this hair. Like, make a choice, Yeah, buddy. it's not working for you. I know yeah. you've been trying for years, but no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you some headlines, and then you decide what we news and what we lose. What we news, we will get into at the top of the next hour, and what we lose, we will not speak of ever again. You ready for your first headline? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Freddie Mercury and Lance Bass are in love. Heart. Also, they're both flamingos. Hard pass. Whoa, really? This sounds like a Florida story. I'm good. It's not a Florida story. It's a gay animal <clears throat> story. Yeah, no. Wow. Okay, <laughs> you really threw me for a loop there. Okay, headline number two. Screw you, Google. These eateries topped the list of best employers in California. Uh, I don't know anyone at Google that likes working at Google. Really? Yeah. Most oh, of I know somebody who there. likes working there. Well, I should take the back. I do know. Yeah. But I know someone who hated her Google experience. I guess like, everyone thinks of places like Google and Facebook because they have the best perks or Amazon, you know, they but have the most free food. Let's call it what it is. Hmm. I remember being, I remember visiting Google and hearing that no employee's desk should be more than 200 feet away from food. And I was like, this is the place I need to move into. Because, like, literally, there's a cafe, there's a kitchen, there's a something every within 200 feet. Well, yeah, they want to make sure that you never leave. They're Unless like, so. don't leave the building to get lunch, don't leave the building to get dinner. We're also going to put a ping pong table in there right. and, like, a, and or, you know, acupuncture. With, they're like, what's wrong with a 22 hour day? Yeah. Don't you have more work to do? No, you're having fun at work. That's yeah. the whole thing. It's not work. It's funsies. Um, but anyway, these two places that people commonly eat in California beat out yeah. Google and some other tech companies. Okay, let's news it. Okay. Headline number two, Bar regrets offering free shots for every U.S. goal in the Women's World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because those women kicked ass they did i feel a little bad for thailand i everyone was saying that i'm like why do we feel bad for the team that lost like we never feel bad for the teams that lose news it okay headline number three pampers to install baby changing tables in men's restrooms that's pretty progressive good for them Mm -hmm. new i don't care okay (laughs) new i don't care i'm kidding you can use it new we'll news Uh, it news it okay and then finally too cute to be true avoid this fake puppy scam oh god I I think you really don't like dogs. I just any I don't, animal I don't, related story. You're well, like no. I actually I love animals. I just don't care about pets. <laughs> like so I, you only I care about wild well, animals. I just feel like if you love animals that much, you shouldn't own them in your house. Maybe. Oh, I see. So you think that it's a cruel thing to own a well, pet? I don't think it's cruel, but I'm just like a dog doesn't want to just be like sitting in your house all day. But I think sometimes they do. I don't know. And I they, just I don't I don't have an interest in it. You don't ever have an interest in owning a pet. Not really. I've what been if telling, it's a tiny pet that been, has plenty of room to run around, like a hamster? Oh God, no! Like a rat running in my house? Okay. <laughs> what about not in your house in a cage? Yeah, no. What about a, a hermit crab? 
Why? Because then you have something to care for. Yeah, I, I have. Have you seen me? A fish? Nothing? I need to care for my damn self. <laughs> okay. I, I love animals. I just don't like, like for me, like having a pet at my house just wouldn't do it. So All right. I'm going to lose it. All right. Well, screw you, Google. These eateries <laughs> topped the, the list of best employers in California. I love that you started off with that. <laughs> <laughs> Bar regrets offering free shots for every U.S. goal in the Women's World Cup and Pampers installing baby changing tables in men's restrooms. All that is coming up. I think cats make sense as pets because they just kind of go do whatever they want. Yeah. And, and come then back they sit at a- there at like my cat sat at my desk and looked at my computer today and it brought me life. It was but, amazing. But I was cats, like, this kitty looks like she's working. Cats make my skin crawl though. Like I'm like allergic to cats. Okay, great. So, yeah. you know, I was really hoping to get another co-host that actually liked cats. Yeah, but no. I guess that's, that's burst my bubble. Thank you. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. When we come back, you're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie. We're going to finish up News It or Lose It. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Ah. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Hanging out with you on Wednesday. Thanks for checking us out. And if you want to keep up with all things show related, just follow us at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. We post regular uh, updates on the show. Any kind of questions, pertinent questions we may want to ask you. You control what we do. We, we Of course, we want to be interactive with you. We want your opinion Anything that you want us to talk about or don't any subject that you want us to drop, please. Yes. We we got a comment today asking, um, since you guys do politics now, can you explain what's happening in Sudan? So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. And I was like, uh, God, you know, I have been itching. I was going to say, itching Allie to talk about has this. been like all over it. And I'm like, she's like, I got to talk about <laughs> Every Sudan. Every day Jarrett. I'm like, Jarrett, no Sudan. <laughs> so it's crazy. We're, we're going to we're gonna talk tomorrow about Sudan. And I'm going to try and see if I can find um, someone who can kind of come on and help explain it. Because like foreign policy is not my my forte I can do a little bit of explaining but it's not my area of expertise then I'll take the reins on this one Jared I think Uh, All right, news it or lose it here we go let's get into it Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It fun reading these best places to work lists every year and then trying to see if your company is on it and it never is most people I, i'm not touching that <laughs> i think for most people the goal in life is just to work in a place that kills you inside the least you know am i wrong <laughs> uh, sometimes that would mean working for a place with free things like you know rec rooms and 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 Pilates classes and beer bashes, or maybe just a place where you can get some free food. Can wait? Can we tangent here for a second? What's the worst job that you've ever had? <laughs> oh God, where shall I begin? Like the one that killed you inside the most. The one that killed me inside emotionally the most. I know what mine is. Was when I was working as a waitress at the American Girl Cafe, and I had to serve tea to, to inanimate ob- to, to dolls. I had oh. to serve tea to dolls. So that was probably the most soul crushing. But was it actually, the one here in the Grove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That and so that was the one that I think that hurt my heart the most, just mm. because I was like, "Wow, it's come to this." I wanted to be an artist, and now I'm reading up on the history of Molly and how she, you know, went through World War II and how her dad. You know, I had to like. <laughs> basically learn about all of the dolls so that I could talk to them to uh, talk about them to nine-year-olds so that was have to wear like a dress of some sort like uh no but I did have to wear a pink apron and I had to wear a pink bow in my hair so that was also a bit demoralizing because I'm not really a big person who likes pink I will pay you cash to see the photos of that I don't think I took any photos I'm sure you didn't I could totally make sense um yeah my worst job I was working at a mortgage refinance company like, can you imagine me calling you dry. to refinance your, I'm your mortgage? Sleepy. Exactly. It was awful, awful, awful. And like, I remember uh, like being four weeks into the job and like walking up to the building and like knowing that I hated this job and thinking to myself, like, wow, there are people all over the country and all over the world who are walking into their business, their office right now, hating whatever this job is. And like, it only took a few weeks for me to like just make it okay for myself to hate this job so much. Yeah, I got sick the next week, like got strep throat, and it was a sales job, and so they fired me. And I was like, I have never been more grateful to be fired. Yeah, who knows how long 
would have been there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some people, it's like you don't intend to get yeah. into that groove. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years go by, it's been exactly. five, then it's been 10. And then you realize, wow, I'm kind of going to be doing this for the rest of my life. And I don't actually enjoy it. This is just a job to me. And then it does kind of kill you slowly yeah, and no, softly. I, I, I was just taken aback by how quickly I had normalized how much I hated that job for myself. And like, I was just so grateful that I got fired. Yeah. But then I also really admire people that leave those jobs and completely change like they they kind of throw it all to the wind yeah. and they're willing to risk everything to be like no you know what i actually just i hate this job yeah. i know that i'm i'm you know providing for myself or for my family or whatever it is but i'm just gonna put all that on the line and i'm gonna go into you know i'm gonna open a lemonade stand and right. that's gonna be my thing or whatever i'm gonna open a bakery or i'm gonna start a daycare yeah. or i'm gonna start a car service or whatever yeah so yeah okay uh, okay so this is the uh, the top five for California, and I know that you know in California there's a lot of really big companies that are operating out here, especially at our in our um, our hometown in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. We've you know you've got Twitter there, you've got Google, Facebook, Amazon, all those you know Instagram, all so, those tech companies, all yeah. those tech companies where they offer uh, crazy perks. I think Facebook was even offering people money at like to 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 move closer to the building and Probably, things like that. they're very inconveniently located. I was at Facebook last year and like it's it's in the boonies. Well, yeah, and you, then the traffic's gotten horrible because no right. one can afford to live around Facebook right. anymore. Right, and that campus, they have some really good food there though. But really good food. is it better than the two companies that beat out What Google? are they? Costco Wholesale. Actually. And in and out Burger. <laughs> Oh, okay. Those have bested uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Amazon. All of those big companies are none compared to working at Costco Wholesale. So when you think about you know your day being stressed with with computer programming and data entry and all that stuff, you really could just be checking receipts at Costco Wholesale and you'd be a lot happier. Well, I I actually have a friend who worked at Costco for maybe 12, 13 years. And he's he's like my age. He worked there from college and he just left like because he worked in the stores and he moved up into management and then he worked at corporate and he worked there. And as I think it's something your story might say this, but I think it had something to do with like they have really great benefits. Like it's a very stable place to work. Yeah, Well, I know In-N-Out Burger has really good benefits and they're they pay above minimum wage. So even if you're working at like, oh, I'm working at a fast food burger place, you would think that you're probably not making a lot. But they actually give people a lot of incentive. Trader Joe's was on the list, too. So it was. The top five were Costco Wholesale, In-N-Out Burger, Workday, Microsoft, and Trader Joe's. What is Workday? Um, I'm not sure. Like a temp agency? Mm, I don't know. Uh, But Trader Joe's, I mean, I have a friend that works there, and he loves it. And then, you know, when I talk to the cashiers, because they are very chatty... They're like, oh, yeah, we have these new items and it's this and that. And we all had a party last night and made these together and, you know, we tried some of the new wines. And I mean, they like have little socials together. They yeah. all love each other. Interesting. OK, let's move on. Barr regrets offering free shots for every U.S. goal in the Women's World Cup. Of course, the Women's World Cup happened yesterday. The U.S. Uh, pl- the USA played Thailand. USA, I mean, women's soccer has always been... We've we've had a great team for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is that I went to high school with Carrie Walsh. Okay. But uh, she was a couple of years ahead of me. But anyway, she uh, she's very successful and very wealthy. But this Miami bar were doing this a promotion, which she is, is similar to those things where it's like, steal a base, get a free taco, <laughs> or whatever. And I love to read when these things actually backfire on the bar because they're doing it as a promotional thing to get people in there. And we they're like, this will never pay off. In the Bay Area, we heard about uh, the Golden State Warriors, if they win or something like that, like free tacos. And it's like, yeah, you guys are really signing yourselves up for one I'm writing a book right now about McDonald's and they did a, a promotion where it was like the Olympics if the every time the Olympic team wins a gold medal or something you'll get a free bird and like it became a, a, an S-storm because like right. they won so many. Like <laughs> right. I, It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, you may have heard already, but the, the USA won in a record-breaking 13-0 win for the defending world champions. So, the bar had to give 15, 13 rounds of shots to everybody oh in the bar, God. and everybody got completely sloshed. I'm sure there are several cards that are still sitting behind the bar that have not been claimed. Oh my gosh. I mean, this was pretty much a daytime game, too. Yeah. So, 
I would imagine it was quite an experience. That, was, that game was ending as we were getting off the air yesterday at 2 o'clock here on the West Coast and 5 o'clock on the East Coast. So yeah, that so was people were day drinking. Yeah. And yeah. you know day drinking. I mean, those on shots. Yeah, those shots hit you twice as hard. You know, <laughs> So if you're doing 13 shots, uh, it, you're definitely going to be feeling that today. But I would really love to see any cell phone footage of oh that interaction. Uh, well, we will save the other story, which is pa- uh, Pampers pledging to install 5,000 baby changing tables oh, into no. men's restrooms. Uh, we have to table that to the next time. Uh, but we, ho- we, we will get to it before the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that one. Uh, coming up, we're going to look at some of our politics stories. And I, uh, there's a new piece in Variety that I just wrote that I want to talk to you all about. Uh, that's coming up next. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill. Allie Johnson's over there. Um, uh, we are jumping into a couple of stories that are uh, lean a little bit more political. Um, I just wrote a new piece in Variety. It's my first piece writing with Variety about uh, diversity and inclusion within television. I interviewed the head of Showtime Entertainment, of NBC, of Tubi, which is a cool streaming service, and mm-hmm. also AMC Networks, which covers a lot of different networks. Um, and we talked to them about diversity and inclusion and the ways that they uh, are, are looking toward the future with diversity and inclusion. Um, they're all on a panel today um, with Variety. And I, I have to be honest, I was a bit disappointed with uh, all of these folks who I interviewed. I mean, I think uh, NBC had kind of like the best uh, setup of all of them. Well, I know they do that diversity showcase. They do a diversity showcase. They have a lot of workshops, a lot of like programs, if you will, um, that really kind of focus on diversity and bringing in women, bringing in people of color, bringing in um, all all kinds of different things. But like I I, kind of had challenges with them all because uh, I asked all of them, how do they measure their improvement in diversity and inclusion? If this were something about wanting to improve their cash flow, they'd have, you know, a measurable number. Or if they wanted to improve, you know, it grow on the number of people that are watching or the different markets that they're in or whatever, there's always a number that's associated with that, right? Okay. There's some kind of way to measure that. But every single person that I talked to gave me an answer about measurement that had something to do with, we want it to be organic and we're not tracking data on it. We're more so wanting to focus on you know, making it every part of our business and like that's a really cute answer for a quote but that like that seems like a job interview answer well yes but like if I'm a per- for anyone that does diversity and inclusion work, you hear that and you that translates to me as you don't have a plan mm-hmm. because if this was something important to you you would say by 2021, we want to make sure that, you know, 26% of our this looks like that. Right, because that's the, when you actually come up with a game plan for something, that's when they all get into the conference room and they exactly. show each other slides exactly. and they decide, hey, this is what this is our goal for the next year. They have goals with all the other stuff. I so, mean, they do have goals for cash flow and for right. ratings and all that other stuff. So with the piece that I did... Um, the NBC people, the reason I said I think they did the best but still not great was they had like three pillars of their brand that they that are the most important to them. And they felt like, you know, when they the new the, there's two co-presidents of entertainment there um, and they wanted to have the first thing that they did was coming in with a new plan that was adding a fourth pillar um, to this this structure of like what their brand is, if you will. Um, and they hadn't there hadn't been a pillar added to that in you know decades, which, you know, great. But but like the fourth one was it was intentional inclusivity but like it didn't come along with like any numbers or any like strategy that was like that had like a numeric way to be able to grade themselves um and so that kind of frustrated me and then uh but again i think nbc did the best i talked to um the president of showtime uh, gary levin and like he one of the answers that he had was like, well, you know, we we hire, you know, a lot of uh, black and brown content to come and be a part of our, our network. And I thought, OK, that's great. They have, you know, shows with Lena Waithe, who does The Shy. They have Jesus and Mero, who are a new late night show. Yeah, because when Don I think Cheadle. of them, I think I think of Showtime kind of having a little more diversity well, than sure. some of the other networks. But then when I asked him, well, you know, how do you make sure that that happens below the line, not just in front of the camera? How does it happen behind the scenes? Oh, right. And the answer was, well, you know, we hire people of color and they bring in, you know, people that are people of color and um, that are more diverse. And I'm like, so then it's the job of the black and brown people to, like, make you guys more diverse. Like, that's not that's not fair. Like, I, why do I have to come in and diversify you guys? Like, you should have a strategy for that. Well, maybe he's saying that it, it naturally 
like that they naturally bring in? Well, sure. But like on a production side, like, yes, if I create a show, I'm probably going to hire more black, brown and, and female people than, you know, than what has happened historically. But like, it shouldn't be my job to come in and diversify this company. Oh, like, yeah. No. My job is to come in and do my job. I'm mm. here to produce a show or I'm here to be a writer. I'm not here to be your diversity and inclusion officer. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that it's like because I'm making this pilot right now. I'm doing Butch Powell for the straight gal. First, all female queer eye. Right. And mm-hmm. it's a comedy. And it's, you know, definitely have had a big uh, goal for it to be very diverse because queer means different things to different people. Butch means different things to different people. Uh, I want different body types. I want different colors. I want to represent a lot of, you know, because this this uh, area is so underrepresented in the media. Mm -hmm. I really want to represent as many people as possible. And it's it like the idea of doing that is it's proven to be very difficult for me because like we have we had auditions and we had callbacks and like even when I put out casting calls and stuff a lot of the people that submitted themselves were white and Mm -hmm. I was like where are all the people of color what the hell and like everybody that was of color that I felt like was great for the part I brought in but then there were I mean Initially, then I'm like, okay, well, the, the person who's best for this part is this person, but they're white, and then I want—I don't want to cast them because they're white, because then I'm white, and then this person's white. Like I, so I'm trying to make sure that I have enough diversity, but I'm also trying to cast the best person for the part. So with that, I, one of the heads of like a big, uh, one of the big diet trends that's out um, had reached out to me after I wrote a piece in NBC News and asked me like we have like a really long conversation about how to diversify the diet community that's that represents that group or whatever um and so i said to her dieting is a white thing well not necessarily but like all of the people that were a part of that community underneath that one diet um were largely white and she was like you know it's a lot of white women who are here Mm -hmm. like how do we do that and i was like well i mean if i'm honest with you i think i've mentioned this to you before but like when i look at your guys's instagram like it's all white people and so, like, if if I were considering this diet, I would come and look at your marketing and see, like, does is there anyone that looks like me, or what is the way that you speak about when we talk when we had the the folks on from um, from Booksmart, uh, Olivia Wilde was on our panel and she was talking about how she had put her castings out and made sure that you know her breakdowns didn't talk about like long flowing hair mm. or um, you know all of these like subtle words or word choices that kind of indicate that I'm looking for a white person or I'm looking for for you know these kinds of different specific things and I, I coming out of this article with with variety I was kind of frustrated that I didn't get more solid answers from these people about like you guys get paid millions and millions of dollars to 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 lead these organizations and like if this is something important to you you would have a way to show that better and how many of the people you interviewed were white men um I interviewed five people three of them were white men one was a white woman and one was a biracial um, man. He was black, half black, half white. Okay. All right. So one one person of color and one woman. Yes. <laughs> got, yeah. got it. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the solution. We need to get those people out and get somebody of color in. I did or not get, say that. Get more diversity from the top and then it'll trickle down, right? <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, when Donald Trump goes head to head with some of the top Democratic candidates, who would win if the election were today? There's a head-to-head poll that has those answers. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Okay. Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, Ginger Justin, pushing buttons as usual. And we are going to continue pushing buttons on our end by talking about the President of the United States. <sighs> I thought this could wait, but it can't. Well, the good thing is it's a... Uh, it's it's about... It, it mentions the President, but it's not, you know, good for the President? Okay, know. okay, cool. Um, okay, so uh, the Quinnipiac poll uh, came out earlier this week. That the what poll? Quinnipiac is the name of the organization that oh. does the polling. And they did this head-to-head polling um, that where they say, okay, well, if Biden was the nominee and he was running against Trump, who would you vote for? Um, or, you know, and they did the whole gamut of, of the candidates. And the six top Democrats all beat Donald Trump. Okay, yeah, I so think I saw this today. because on Twitter yesterday, Trump 41% was a trending hashtag. Yeah. 
and that was his approval or that was his uh, ratio in the, yeah. in the voting poll. So, I mean, it's probably like the average, uh, I think, with the top six. So if Joe Biden were to run against Donald Trump today, he would beat him by 13 points, which is a lot? pretty significant. Oh, yeah. okay. So he would get Trump would get 40% of the vote. Biden would get 53% of the vote. Um, the, the ascending order from there is... I just had another hiccup and I thought I could get away with it and it didn't happen. I uh, thought I was going to be able to talk through it. You have to draw attention to it. Exactly. Well, you guys heard it yesterday. Uh, so Biden does the best. Bernie Sanders does um, num- is number two. Kamala Harris is number three. Warren, Elizabeth Warren, uh, would be number four. Pete Buttigieg would be number five. And Cory Booker would be number six. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. So when we do these, po- like when they actually get those polls, are they emailing people? How do, how do they do this process? Because I feel like there's always like here are the polls and I'm like why do I never hear about these polls why does no one ever ask my opinion or do they yeah. just not care because I'm in California well I I mean it, each poll is done differently so I'm not like, 100% I can look at the methodology on the Quinnipiac poll but usually it's phone calls so they'll um, call and interview the person because they ask them multiple questions um, and that's actually been a part of, of the debate over the course of you know a long time actually about how they um, the way that they do these polls skews older like if they're calling landlines like they're never going to reach you or me well yeah right? exactly like i mean that that's usually when when i got a landline i got a landline for a little while because my phone reception in where we live is terrible mm-hmm. so we decided oh it's included in our whatever internet package we're gonna get a phone line the only phone calls we got were from like the schools in the area like mm-hmm. asking for money and then somehow like it, it was all like businesses and people like that mm-hmm. or like it would be I mean, I don't think I ever, I think I stopped answering the phone or it was like, hey, Nordstrom has this number on file for some reason. It, and then it would randomly be like Katie's dad. So there was really never a reason to answer the phone. And then we eventually got rid of the landline. But if it's a cell phone that they're using, they need to find, there has to be some kind of filtration system because I now never answer a phone call that I don't recognize the number of because I get 17 different scam calls every single day. So that's a really uh, an important point. So um, with this this panel, excuse me, this survey, this polling, uh, this does landline and cell phone phone calls and it says they're scheduled for four plus call attempts. Basically, they would try and call you at least four times um, to be able to get you In to a answer. Um, I, I mean, I think over the course of time, this says when calling landlines, interviewers ask to speak with the adult member of the household, um, having the the next birthday i don't even know what that means interviewers are conducted on cell phone with both cell <laughs> Is it only your birthday? Well. with both cell only and dual owner respondents so like they're trying to they're they're interviewing uh, a sample of 1200 people and they are supposedly likely voters, which is always important. Like, you know, are you planning to vote? You know, and if they say yes, then that, you know, gets kind of factored in as well. Well, I guess that if they are getting mostly older people's opinions, because it's mostly landlines and things like that. that are, well, it's landlines and cell phones. But I mean, the people who are probably answering the phone are probably older. I think that most young people I know don't answer the phone regardless. I am that way. Yeah, if I don't recognize the number. Even if they it, call me multiple times. Yeah. Like, I've gotten three phone calls today from a 424 area code, and I'm like, I don't know. No, yeah. thanks. And then if I answer it, I feel like I'm going to get more calls. So just because the only way that I would even listen is if they left a message. And they'd be like, hey, this is this. What is it? Quinnipiac. <laughs> Epicac or whatever. They would be like, hey, it's us. We actually want to talk to you about this. I mean, like the, on- the only time that I actually participated in a phone call like that was when I was dumb enough to answer the phone and be like, hello, is this my agent? And they're like, no, but we want to ask you about your voting. And I was like, oh, all right. And then I ended up being on the phone with them for like 10 minutes answering all these questions. Yeah. And then I was like, this is very helpful, but I also want to get off the phone. But it, that was the only time that I actually took the time to do it. And it was because I I did it on accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I for me, I, I don't have an LA phone number, and so I will get random calls from uh, area codes similar to my area code, and I'm like, no one is calling me that I know from these areas. Yeah. Like, you guys see my phone number and are trying to make it look like you're someone local, so I generally never answer those phone calls. So Especially if, can, if it's the first three nu- three numbers are the same. Yeah, if I exactly the area code for me is like always a, a, a dead giveaway so um this is encouraging i guess but we're still so far away from the election that you have to really question any kind of polling data like what is that really going to mean so um you know 
uh, for progressives out there, I guess this is kind of good information. If you're a Republican, you're probably not as thrilled about this this information. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've we've got some last stories that we almost lost, but we're gonna we're gonna save them. <laughs> um, we're gonna find out about Pampers putting in uh, bathroom changing stations in the men's bathrooms and more. Don't go anywhere. We're, you're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared Nally. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. I hold you in contempt. Yes. You uh, hold me in contempt. So before before we jump into your last story here about um, the the men's bathrooms and the ways that they're going to be changing them, there's a, a breaking headline coming out of Washington D.C. that uh, apparently the House Oversight Committee has voted to hold. Uh, uh, Attorney General Barr and the Commerce Secretary um, Wilbur Ross in contempt over uh, the consensus uh, citizenship question that we talked about um, just the other day. Um, them adding the census, adding a question to the census about citizenship. Um, so that will be an interesting story to kind of watch evolve over the next hours and probably the next couple of days. Lovely. Yeah. Can we talk about bathrooms now? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I am interested in the the way that this world changes and how it changes in terms of uh, of of the bathroom history of our country. That's not exactly what I thought you were going to say, but okay. <laughs> I mean, if you think about the history of bathrooms, I mean, we are making a lot of progressive changes. Mm-hmm. It really signifies kind of where we're at with okay. things. And, you know, we, now we have gender-neutral bathrooms. There's right. a lot of bathroom debate going on right now. We took now. a picture in front of the gender-neutral bathroom in San Francisco. We did, because yeah. our, our Channel Q logo was right in front of the gender-neutral bathroom. Or people have used the bathroom to make a statement about their beliefs, about mm-hmm. their, their company. You know, there, there will even be things taped on the door saying, please use whatever bathroom you feel comfortable using. It's their way of saying, we stand with you. Mm-hmm. So now there's another bathroom progressive story okay. coming to the forefront uh, in the tor- in in the form of changing tables and why they only exist in female bathrooms. Pampers is trying to change this. They have taken a stand and said, hey, you know what? We pledge to install 5,000 baby changing tables in men's restrooms across the U.S. And I think this is a very beautiful thing. I, I mean, uh, I went into a I accidentally went into the men's restroom a couple days ago. This happened because I was in a comedy club and I walked into the first bathroom that I saw open. I saw a urinal and I decided, okay, this is a gender neutral bathroom. I was waiting. Somebody was in the stall and then a guy walked out and he started washing his hands and he was like, by the way, do you know you're in the men's restroom? And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, there's a ladies one over there. And I was like, I don't know. This whole gender neutral bathroom thing is really confusing for me. And I feel like I'm supposed to be in a men's bathroom and or, you know, that men's bathrooms have been turned into gender neutral bathrooms. And I don't know what's going on. It seems like you're keeping the female restrooms female and then you're turning the men's ones into gender neutral ones. And then it's getting very confusing. I'm sorry you had that experience, Allie. (laughs) So I, I mean, upset about okay. Uh, well, yeah, it's, ex- it's upsetting because yeah. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Yeah, I don't want to be the one random girl in a men's restroom. I don't want to go into a men's restroom if I don't have to. Well, it's interesting because uh, I think I, was, I mentioned before I did a story a long time ago about how the airlines they they do this like boarding class kind of thing where group A, group B, group C, that whole thing. But like realistically, it'd be faster if everyone boarded just kind of at will. The same thing is true about gender neutral bathrooms. So like, if gender neutral bathrooms actually are more efficient, it's not just about like being politically politically like progressive. Oh no, it's true. The it's line would be, be yeah, because the if you if women's I'm, bathrooms are always so much longer. The lines are so much longer. It's awesome to get in line behind two men in front of the gender neutral yeah. bathroom because I know that they're going to pee faster than the women are. Well, it's better for women in that way. It's better for men because uh, gender neutral bathrooms will tend to have like more individual stalls that are more personal. Like women's bathrooms don't have urinals, for, for instance. and like Which I think we should change. Individual <laughs> women's bathrooms have individual stalls. So that would be better for men. Like gender neutral bathrooms are not just about, um, you know, being trans friendly and or gender queer friendly or whatever. It's like it's actually better for everyone. But with the with the changing table thing, I mean, say you are, you know, you're a woman who has a husband, you have a couple of kids, one of them is still in diapers, and all of a sudden your 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 niswa, tuna niswa salad comes out, and then all of a sudden the baby's dirty, and somebody has to change the diaper. You are automatically <laughs> you are automatically the person that has to get up, stop what you're doing, take the baby to the changing room because that's the only option. You're the only person that has access to the changing table. 
or there are a couple places that have a family restroom where they've got a picture of the man, picture of the woman, picture of a baby. Maybe they throw a wheelchair in there, and they're like, "Hey, this bathroom's for everybody." Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> the thing that I immediately thought was like, I, "I'm hoping that this means that people, for men that work at Pampers, they get paternity leave." Well, yeah, I would imagine. I would hope so. Uh, let's see. The company announced an initiative to install 5,000 changing tables in men's restrooms across the U.S. and Canada. Hey! The announcement uh, accompanies Pampers' new ad campaign, which encourages fathers to share moments that they bonded with their child during a diaper change. Sex wow, pot, that's... So... Sexpot John Legend is in those commercials, from what I understand. Sexpot? He's so cute. <laughs> I, I'm not interested an, to see Not an these... Instagram boyfriend of mine, because I know Justin was wondering, is that one of your Instagram boyfriends? I, I don't want to see any moments where you bonded with your child while changing their diaper. Well, they're not saying like you're... you're I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Go on. <laughs> I just think that, I mean, you're, you're asking for video and stories about diaper changing? No, I think they're looking for bonding moments between dads and their children. <laughs> and then I don't he... think my face right. and I said I love you son I don't, I don't know that they're looking for bathroom moments <laughs> like okay yeah because like I don't think I'd want commercial where the kids <laughs> floor can I say that oh Justin uh, hit the button Justin dumped it I could say floor can nope. I not say that nope he can't say that I could that say either. a child is on no, no no you can't you you can say that you are pissed off at somebody but you cannot say the other one you, you can't you can't, you can't turn yeah you can't use on Justin is very busy with the dump button apparently today <laughs> Get so it. Uh, yeah door, dads have to resort to all these maneuvers because there are no changing stations in the restrooms that's actually from your sex pot boyfriend John Legend <laughs> he says that okay so, don't don't objectify John Legend this is <laughs> by using my language this is a this is a good thing I mean you're holding men more accountable for having to do the parental work of course we don't live in the 50s anymore it's not the women who are the only ones taking care of the kids men are doing it too there's a lot of stay-at-home dads now there's a lot of single parents out there and they have to i mean if you're going out for for drinks with a couple of buddies and you got to change you bring your baby and you got to change them you need a place to do that i'm a little bit surprised that i can't say that on the radio about a kid you know yeah, you in can't. In the bathroom. Yeah, I, because there's no uh, there's no sexual nature to it. Yeah, so that's kind it, of surprising. Yeah, they have a lot of weird rules around bathroom stuff. Well, I mean, the there's always been like weird rules around the words that you could say, like even talking about genitalia, like you can say men's genitalia more than you can say women's, and like the way oh, that you can that's show you can show men's chest, but you can't show women's chest. Like you can only say the word vagina. That's why it's been so difficult times. to talk about my sex life on this show. You're right. <laughs> I don't have enough words. Well, I hear Nelly Furtado playing. It's a good, oh, a good wait, time for us to I was going to go into detail about Justin, last night. hit the dump button. <laughs> we thank you so much for listening. I'm Jared. That's Allie. This is Drop the Subject on Channel Q. Make sure you stick around. Coming up just a little bit later, we're going to have the folks from Let's Go There with Sharon Ryan. That's coming up in just two hours. We've got all music coming up for the next two hours. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.